when I get this idea, it's like the most urgent thing in the world for me. So then like I wanted to ride across the country. So that's the next thing I have to do. And then when I was lining up for that race in Israel, I was like, okay, if this goes well, then I want to fly home to Alaska, put together a new bike, ride from Alaska down through Canada to Banff, take a week off and then race the tour divide, which goes to the Mexican mm. border. So I already had this like idea and I knew it would like the time frame would fit. And then I was like, that's what I need to do next. And then I started looking like at the women's record of the tour divide and I'd never raced it, but mm. I toured parts of the route and I knew like, it's not technical, it's dirt roads. And at that time, my friend had the record and she, it was, she averaged like 145 miles a day for 19 mm. days, which is a long time to do something. But I was like, I'm averaging that distance on single track. I could definitely do it on dirt road. Well, that was Lael Wilcox, the episode that we had last week, a great episode. And ironically, we had that episode up when I was riding up myself doing a bikepacking trip on my way to the World Championships. As you can probably hear now, or maybe you can't, but I'm in the car on my way back to Melbourne. I'm not that silly. I'm not riding back. It is raining outside. And yes, I had my friend from Rafa, Alan Okwani. He drove the van up, the party van, the infamous Life in the Peloton van up for me. We had it at the World Championships, and now I'm getting a sweet ride back to Melbourne. Up at the World Championships, I was hanging out with Rafa, our partner in the podcast this year, and we had a great time up there. As I was riding up there, Rafa kicked off their series of events around the World Championships with the Women's 100. That was last weekend, a fantastic event, a great turnout for the 10th anniversary of the Women's 100. They hung around for me on the Wednesday as I rolled in, sort of battled my way in on a block headwind, and then helped me pilgrimage in that last 100K into Sydney. I was happy to get there and crack a cold beer at the pop-up on George Street right in the centre of Sydney and enjoy a cold one telling my stories of my journey with the Rafa crew there. They had a great setup that week and we went down and back to Wollongong a couple of times for the men and women's race. We rode down but also we had a little setup down there as well where I was attempting to do some alternate commentary for Life in the Peloton and Rafa. A little stab at what that job is and I can tell you it was a lot of fun but it was a lot of hard work I don't know if anyone out there heard it but I hope you heard it send in some comments I'd love to hear what you think of that while I was up in Sydney I recorded a talking loft as well I've got a great one for you I've got Dylan Van Baal if you don't know who I'm talking about he is the winner of this year's Paris-Roubaix he finished second at last year's world championships he's a Dutchman he's riding currently on Ineos Grenadiers but actually he's changing across to Jumbo Visma, the super Dutch team next year. And I got him for Talking Luft just on the eve of the World Championships. So guys, sit back and enjoy this. He's an awesome guy, really lovely, and a bit of a laugh. All right, here we are. We're at the World Championships, and I've managed to track down Dylan Van Baal, a bit of a favorite of mine, actually. Um, for anyone out there who doesn't know, shame on you because he is the winner of this year's Paris-Roubaix, the best race in the world. Dylan, welcome to the podcast, mate. 
Thanks for having me. Good to have you in a relaxed atmosphere out here in Australia. But let's just crack on. This is Talking Luft. Now, to run you through it, I break it down into little topics. We've got style and clothing first, a few questions. Then we've got food, rituals, culture, and then a few questions about you. Perfect. You ready? Yeah. Ready to go. All right. The first question is caps. Capolinos, caskets, the mini cycling caps out there. What is your style? How do you wear it? When you go to the podium, do you wear it forwards with the brim down? Do you wear it brim up? Do you wear it backwards? Do you have it pulled down on your head? Do you have it up? Yeah, I use, like, like the cycling cap I use, uh, or I, I wear it with the cap up. Brim up, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, looks looks Forwards, for brim me. up. Okay. Yeah, forwards, oh, okay. brim up. Um, like normal caps, I would I would wear it like both ways actually, mm. like the other way around or just just a normal way. But when you have like a flat flat cap, mm. that the one you are wearing now, people can't see it, but uh, I, I used to wear them uh, like the other way around. Backwards. Yeah. What yeah. about if you could have raced back in the day, back in the nineties or eighties without helmets? What would your style have been? Would you have worn one of those leather helmets? Would you have just gone hair flowing in the wind, got the Dutch locks flowing in the wind, or you were on casket, headband even? I think a headband yes, looks pretty cool. well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Headband looks pretty cool. Yeah, when I see pictures from, from the old days, then the headband looks looks the best. Not the, not the leather. Not no, the leather not, the, no, not the snag no, no, no. helmet. All right, now we're going to talk a bit of pro sort of like style. Do you wear arm warmers over your sleeves or under your sleeves? Under. What about when you pull your, your arm warmers down and you've got to pull them back up during the race? Do you tuck them back under the sleeve? Ooh, then not. Yeah, well, no. there we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, then not. But that's more like because it's easier to <laughs> yeah. put them over. Um, okay. But I start, when I start the race, it's under. All right. 100%. Gloves or no gloves? Training, no gloves. Racing, always gloves. Why no gloves when you're training? Yeah, I don't know. It, it just feels more free. But I've crashed a few times now where I just slid off the handlebars because my hands were too wet in training. So I, in summer, I sometimes use gloves, but normally I, I don't like them, no. Socks over or under the leg warmers? Uh, under. Yes, yeah, under. Glasses over or under the helmet strap? Oh, over. <laughs> Race suit or Nixon jersey? Uh, race suit, yeah. Oh. And and when you win the world championships, are you going to don the full chippo look, white nicks, socks, gloves? Go for it. Are you? What's your what's your style when you become world champion? Um, I think uh, a black shorts. Ah, traditional. Yeah. But then like fully, like bike gloves, glasses, everything. Yeah, then then everything. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move to food. Rice or pasta? I like pasta more. I eat more rice at races, but yeah, if I can have a choice, then pasta. Normal breakfast or pre-race breakfast? And what I mean by that is, AK, do you eat dinner at breakfast time? You know, you have like a rice and like an omelet and that sort of feel, or do you just do like, no, nah, I'm just having a normal breakfast at the start of a race. I want to have pancakes, I want to have cereal. What are you before a race? No, I'm I'm more like a, a rice omelet. Uh, not so much. So. Normally I eat like toast, avocado, uh, omelette, and then I just eat some rice with um, L-Pro yogurt. Mm. Yeah. So a bit so of a combo. To, yeah, to make it a bit more sweet, more like a, a rice pudding basically. Oh, right. You make the, mix it with the rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I mix it with the rice, so um, it's easier to eat. 
favorite race food that one piece of race food when you walk in the bus and you're like yes they've got that i can't believe it oreo rice cakes oh yeah 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 definitely are you a coffee stop guy or not like when you head out training you like to stop for coffee is it even a question yeah yeah no 100 percent. what do you stop what do you get when you stop are you like a savory man you like a you know a sandwich or you get like a nice piece of cake what's your choice cake i'm really a dessert kind of guy so always cake are you espresso man or are you like a filter coffee oh um yeah so so in europe it's not really usual to get filter coffee mm. on a coffee stop so um yeah in holland sometimes i i drink filter coffee it's big um, in holland isn't it yeah in mm. holland it's good but in france mm. they don't like to filter coffee no even good coffee is hard to get there italy espresso mm. cheat meal that one meal that you've been locking it down for so long and you're like you know what that's it bugger it i'm yeah. having it today i've done six hours i'm having what is it it's hard to get the uh, in monaco where i live now but my off-season uh, guilty pleasure is or guilty food is uh, chicken satay oh yeah you know it yeah like uh, with a uh, satay like peanut sauce yeah peanut oh. sauce uh, sweet potato fries. Ooh. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> well, lovely. I haven't heard yeah. that one. I like it. Yeah. Everyone always goes for the stereotypical burgers or whatever, but I like that. Uh, I mean, yeah, sometimes I eat a burger anyway during the season, mm. but like off-season food is uh, chicken satay. Yeah. All right, let's move to rituals. Crosswinds or mountains? Uh, oh, like I would say mountains. Hmm. Training or racing? Yeah, I like, I like both actually. I don't mind to train. And I really like to race, so uh, it's a win-win situation for me, I guess. Mm. And they both have a purpose, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just like to be out on my bike with training, and then racing. You're just focused to get some results. Best and worst roommate. It's hard. A lot of people don't like throwing the worst one under the bus, but some people do. They like just you know going. You know what? This guy. Um. Yeah. My my best uh, was. I, I, must be uh, Sebastian Langeveld, I think. Mm. I spent a lot of time with him uh, on the room when I was with him at Cannondale, Garmin Sharp before. National yeah, team? Yeah, national team as well. Um, so I have a really good connection with him. So I would say Langeveld for, for the best roommate. Worst roommate. Um, <laughs> Who's yeah. going to get thrown under the bus here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to be careful. Um, <laughs> Weaning. Yeah. Waning? No, 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 I've never slept with Waning. Um, <laughs> I would say uh, maybe Kelly Elisonde because he yeah. was always for a long, long period on the toilet. I don't know what he was doing, but always like a long time. <laughs> so maybe Kenny can explain. <laughs> I'll have to get him on here. <laughs> are you a bus man or you're a car man? At the end of the race, when that DS goes, all right, guys, come on, someone needs to get in the cars. Are you that guy who goes? I've got to get out of this. I need to stay on the bus. Or you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm in the car. Nah, no, nah, no, nah, no car for me. Yeah. Bus always. <laughs> like even if it's like one and a half hours shorter, with the cars, no bus. <laughs> I still haven't run into someone who says they want the car yet. Richie know. Port. Does he? Richie Port is why. Man. Yeah, I don't know. Wants to get back quicker, but it's not he, even. He doesn't quicker. like us. He doesn't like us. No, no, he, he's uh, he's always like the quickest. Yeah. To do everything, quickly down to dinner, quickly no, back up I, in the room. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Because if you're a GC guy, then you're normally early at the bus anyway. Mm. So then it's easier to go by car. Yeah, that's and true. And maybe it's, it's became a habit. <laughs> 
Which seat do you sit on the bus? Do you have that one seat where you like? Are you a middleman? You're first at the front, maybe down the back near the showers. What's your seat? Yeah, I would like to sit on the front always. Oh, yeah. yeah. Front row. Because normally I get sometimes a bit car sick. Mm. So then I can see out of the window and then it's okay. Um, but normally always uh, Sir Dave B was sitting on one of the seats. So there was only one spot free. So you always had to fight a bit for it. But um, yeah. <laughs> nice. All right, let's move to culture. A couple of topics left. Favorite rider of all time? Yeah, I would go for uh, Cancellara. Oh, nice. Yeah. I Pretty handy. Yeah, <laughs> pretty handy. Yeah, when I was young and watching Flanders, Roubaix, um, I even bought those uh, orange mm. uh, Oakley glasses that he had. Yeah, it was was pretty cool rider. Mate, it's pretty cool that you can sort of emulate, you know, some some Cancellara ridings on the stones yourself. Yeah. All those years later. No, no, true. That, yeah. Uh, um, I mean, if, if you watch the, the races when you're younger, then you always want, you're always dreaming of those races and that you can race them itself, that's already special. But yeah. if you can win one of them, that's even more special. Right, very much so. I love that. Favorite rider right now? Yeah, like, like versatile favorite rider would would be like Van Aert I think mm. what he does is incredible yeah mm. I would go for Van Aert best moment in a race that one moment when you start a race and you go oh I just love this bit the neutral zone we're talking to mates or it could be when the break finally goes or it could be actually the last kilometer and you say finally we've made it what is that best moment for you in a race I think when the break is gone and everything relaxes mm. and there's always like this 10 15 20k where it's a bit more relaxed yeah i would say because the rest is just stressful <laughs> <laughs> right worst moment in a race that one moment we are, i just hate this bit why um when the ds says there is crosswinds well there's no crosswinds <laughs> oh yeah like not enough wind so it's just stressing for nothing oh, i hate it yeah, yeah i really hate it favorite kit of all time in team and what i mean by this is it could be like the team had the best kit, but you didn't really like their roster. But I really loved that team, their roster, the riders, but the kit sort of sucked. Or you could go, I just loved everything about that team. For me, it was Mappe. Oh. Mappe kit I loved, but also the roster was awesome. I know I always take the good one, but sometimes you can find some other ones I, out there. I like the Fossa Bortolo one yeah, as well. Yeah, well, it gets a, a lot pretty of good calls. Good one. Yeah, yeah Fossa Bortolo one. Or the one that, um, I mean, that's a different one, but like the Pozzato uh, Italian uh, national champion mm. kit. Like the the black one was also cool with like the, the gold and I quite liked that one. Yeah, he did well, didn't he, with that kit? Yeah, he did well. Cobbles or gravel? And I've, I've never really done gravel, so I would say cobbles then. All right, let's do it about you. Last topic, headphones or no headphones when you're out riding? Headphones. What's yeah. playing in the headphones? You got podcasts, you got music, what style of music? It depends a bit on uh, my training. Like if I have a hard training, then I will pump some beats basically. Um, some, techno some stuff. Techno, yeah, 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 some techno, deep house, um, that kind of stuff. But if I have just a general ride, um, yeah, maybe some podcasts, some, some easier music to just relax a bit, hmm. yeah. Do you read books or watch Netflix when you're on the race? Uh, Netflix. What's what are you watching right now? Got anything good for us? Um, right now, I'm not watching so much, but I've just finished the third season of Drive to Survive mm. in the plane. 
so yeah I quite like that were they filming you at the Tour de France the Netflix doco were they, they with the yeah. team yeah they were with the team yeah not mm. not so much for me but yeah they were with the team how was it was it intrusive or was it annoying or no it wasn't wasn't annoying at all actually mm. they they were not really in the way so um, no it was was pretty good M- yeah. maybe for for G he he got filmed quite a lot I think in the room as well mm. so maybe it was a bit more annoying for him but for us it was was fine Cool, did you sort of get some background shots there? Yeah, I, I tried. I tried <laughs> to sneak myself in. <laughs> um, all right. BWS, the beer, wine or spirits? Ah. What's your poison of choice? Um, I like wine, but when I go out, it's more beer. But if I'm at a dinner, then, yeah, I, I would like to have a nice wine. Yeah, Nice wine. So what is it, that final drink, wine? The final drink, the like final, the final call. If you had to choose one, vodka sprite. <laughs> totally different. <laughs> C C C, cheese, chocolate, or cake. What's your choice? Chocolate. Oh, right. Yeah, chocolate. <laughs> Favorite cross training exercise. Do you have something that you do that's not cycling? Yeah, some some core stability standard stuff. I think. Mm. Um, not really. A particular exercise that I do a lot, but just no running, no swimming, no rock climbing. I, I always in the winter I run like three times, and two times on the treadmill, and then the third time I think I can run on the on the road, hmm. and then I completely destroy myself and I can't walk for like two weeks. So <laughs> yeah, I would say running, but it's only three times. War story. Now this is. A story from one of those days where you're just like, oh, you're out the back in the Giro. Typically, Giro have great war stories because that's your race is just hell. Or it yeah, could be a classic. It could be... And you, I can see you've already got the story in your head. Yeah. One of those days, tell me about it. What is your war story? Yeah, I would say it was my first Giro in 2014. Um, it was a, a stage, I think, Mitch... Uh, a Michael Rogers one. It was close to to Genoa, mm-hmm. I think. It was like a 250k stage, like standard. Um, <laughs> and we go into this descent, <laughs> and um, I think it was Erviti, Emilio Emilio yeah. Erviti. He crashed in front of me, and I had to go like straight into the corner. But there was like this big ditch, and I was like fully covered in mud. And yeah, I still had to do like 150k or something. And and it was even on my birthday, so oh. I was completely ripped up in mud. Like was was horrible. And you <laughs> suffered your way to the finish, Gruppetto yeah. and Yeah, yeah, and then, then my mom was also standing at the finish line, but I wasn't really happy because I was just like in pain and in mud and yeah, it was it was a horrible day. It was one of those days. Last thing, the best thing for you about riding a bike, why do you still do it? You know, all those hard days where you actually hate it. But what gets you back on riding a bike? What's the best thing about riding a bike for you? Just the freedom on, on training days, you know. You can, like, ride whatever, five, six, maybe even seven hours, and you can see the nature. It's it's quiet sometimes. depends where you are. But uh, for me, it's like a, almost like a mindfulness mm. exercise, you know. Um, especially when you're alone and just listening to some podcast or music. Yeah, I, I just like the scenery. I like to discover different places as well and just go somewhere for a training camp where you've never been. 
yeah I really like that mm. awesome mate thanks for being on the pod no worries thanks a lot Well, what do you think? Pretty good guy, isn't he? Easy to talk to and always fun having him on Talking Luft. Like I said, I'm on my way back to Melbourne in the car this time, loving life in the warm cars. We cruise down the highway. I've got a great episode for you next week. It is going to be my journey up to the world. As you may have seen on the social media, I met a lot of people along the way. A big shout out to everyone who came and met me on the course or just met me in a pub for a cold beer. It was great to meet you and I've documented that for next week's episode there's a few laughs on there there's a few struggles of me out on the road too i don't know why i recorded myself doing that but you're going to get to hear that as well next week a big thanks goes out of course to rafa who helped me put on the podcast this year but also the events that i get to attend with them as well a lot of fun get involved if you're not involved already because i can tell you firsthand it is a lot of fun big thanks to will jones who's piecing these together big job for him next week piecing that episode of course, Lara as well behind the scenes, who's been doing a great job on the socials as well, plus helping me put these episodes together. So guys, until next week, cheers. The music in this episode was composed by Pete Shelley. Cheers, mate.